0: Welcome to the Inquisit Kids Podcast. Tune in for daily discoveries as we celebrate curiosity and explore interesting facts about history, science, and more in five minutes or less. Hi, I'm Luke, and welcome to the Inquisit Kids Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about art. That's a huge topic because there are so many different types and styles of art. That's why art is often grouped into movements. An art movement can refer to art made during a specific time in history or in a certain style. There are so many interesting art movements, each with their own unique story, that it's hard to choose just one to talk about. Well, we'll have a chance to cover plenty of art movements in later Inquisa Kids episodes, but for today, we have to pick one. It's fun to imagine we have a big wheel with lots of different art styles listed on it. Spin it around and tick, 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 It landed on Post-Impressionism. And that's what we're going to talk about today. When we use post in front of a word, we're usually talking about something that came after something else. So the Post-Impressionist movement came after the Impressionist movement. Let's start with a really brief overview of the Impressionist movement, and then talk about post-Impressionism. In the 1860s, a group of artists decided to try something new. Up until this point, a lot of art portrayed scenes from history or mythology, and there was a focus on symmetry and every detail being perfect. Instead of trying to make a painting as realistic as possible, some artists wanted to use art to show how things made them feel. They wanted to paint the impression of how a person, landscape, or thing appeared to them at a certain moment in time. So, what does an impressionist painting look like? Impressionist paintings created during this period used a lot of loose brushstrokes and light colors. Instead of creating dark and serious paintings, impressionist artists painted things like picnics outside, and water lilies on a lake. They weren't as focused on making things look real as they were about using art to show how things made them feel. The Post-Impressionist movement is used to group artists together in the late 19th century who pushed the limits of Impressionism even further. Post-Impressionists weren't interested in painting things that could be observed in the real world. They wanted to paint things that showed a window into the artist's mind and emotions. If you look at a whole bunch of Post-Impressionist art, which you should, by the way, there's a link in the episode description, you'll notice none of it looks very much alike. Paintings in this group don't have to look the same. The thing that makes them similar is that all the artists were trying to accomplish the same goals with their art. Post-Impressionists were less interested in painting things the way they looked, and more interested in painting things that had symbolism or personal meaning to them. A lot of post-impressionist art is pretty abstract and doesn't look very much like the real world at all. Maybe a few examples will help us understand. Remember, you can see these for yourself. There's a link in the episode description to a website you can visit. One great example of post-impressionism is a painting by Edvard Munch called The Scream. This is a painting of a man with his mouth open, almost like he's yelling, but it's not a very realistic looking man. Monk said he did this painting as a study of his own self. He was trying to use art to show us a feeling. Find a picture of the Scream painting online and see if you can figure out some of the emotions Monk was feeling when he painted this picture. Another post-impressionist you've probably heard about is Vincent van Gogh. His portrait of Dr. Gadget is a great example of a painting that's meant to stir emotions instead of trying to portray something the way it looks in real life. The portrait doesn't look exactly like a real person. Instead, Van Gogh used a lot of abstract swirls and colors to make you feel a certain way when you see the painting. This particular painting conveys strength, but is also a little melancholy. Van Gogh is helping us feel what he felt when he painted this portrait. Get a little creative with your own art. Instead of painting something exactly the way it looks in the real world, can you find a way to use colors and lines to show your thoughts and emotions? If you do this, email us. Our email address is in the episode notes, and we'd love to see what you create. Don't forget to give your art a title. Thanks for tuning in to the Inquisit Kids podcast.